Hi, I'm Graham Lasso, and you're listening to Eat, Sleep, Chelsea, Repeat with Chris, Craig, and Brady. Welcome to the Eat, Sleep, Chelsea, Repeat preview pod. I've got Brady here with me today as we look ahead to Brighton at home on Sunday in the Premier League. I finally got someone to join me. How's it going, Brady? I was going to say, I feel like I'm intruding. You even did the intro before and didn't even mention me. You two, you two uh, flying solo, I think. But yeah, it's good to be back on a Friday. I haven't got work today. So, uh, day off. So, here I am for another uh, sunny day at Stamford Bridge on Sunday. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, it's been a little strange doing the solos, but it's nice to have someone here to chat yeah. to, that's for sure. Um, as always, let's start with the injury update. Looks like Christopher Nkunku is back in full training and will be evaluated as whether he can make the bench on Sunday. Very doubtful that he starts. That's really, really exciting, right? Yeah, I mean, it's exciting news. I mean, it was, I actually said in our WhatsApp group earlier, didn't I, that Nkunku was out, well, progressing with reconditioning phase of rehabilitation, that kind of long phrase, uh, long ominous phrase that the Chelsea injury news give you. Uh, But yeah, I mean, he was pitching in full training. I think it was an open session today, so Sky Sports were there. Uh, I think Lavia was out, we'll talk about it in a minute. Yeah, but it looks like he's warming up and uh, not warming up in terms of attempts, but warming up actually. And I think he probably will get a five, ten minute run out, I think, whatever the score in this game. That's my little prediction. I think I think he'll get a real run out, ten minutes. I think it's really nice to bring him on when you're at home. We've got two away games after this, I believe. Is that right? United um, next, for sure, yeah. Yeah, and I think Everton away next Sunday. Um, yeah. So it would be really nice to bring him out in front of the Stamford Bridge crowd, even, you know, if we're losing, it's a nice boost and uh, to bring him on. And if we're winning, it would, you know, cherry on the cake sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, I think it was uh, very exciting. And it's like a new signing, isn't it, really? Um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy that we're in December now and we haven't seen Christopher Nkunku play for us. Neither have we seen Romeo Lavia play for us, but it looks no. like he's a little bit behind, wasn't pictured in training um, today. And I think Posh alluded to, he's a little bit behind Nkunku. So we probably are not going to see him. Sunday, which is a little bit disappointing, and we're also probably not going to see Malagusto, which has a little yeah. bit more implications with Reese James being suspended. Really, really disappointing, right? Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it maybe a little bit. We'll talk about the lineup, but maybe we'll talk about it now. I mean, it's it means that we're going to have to play well, unless he plays here, Matson, which I'll talk about a little bit in the lineup selection later. Um, it's going to be four centre backs, I think, essentially. So I think it's probably going to be Dzassi. Uh, um, do you know the last time you played right back? Probably don't remember this game. Don't want to remember this game. <laughs> I can't know. It's uh, Brentford at home. So yeah, uh, oh yeah, I do. I do remember that now. Doesn't go very. Didn't go particularly. I don't think him being at right back made us lose that game. But, oh well, he did actually. Was a fault for the first goal, wasn't he? So maybe it had something to do with it. But yeah, it didn't help Noni Madueke who played that day because there was no overlapping really. And you know, we're going to have two fixed fullbacks. I'm not sure what we're going to do about because um, Brighton press a lot. So it's going to be very difficult to play out. So yeah, very disappointing. The Mallows, all our, all the fullbacks are injured. Uh, so yeah, bit of a disaster. There's a chance that Edo obviously plays right back. He's played right back before yeah. for Brighton. Yeah, I mean, obviously, does it, he? You know, might he might the Deserbi might get a taste of his own medicine because I assume that you know right back for Kaiseido was a Deserbi idea. Obviously, doing things outside the box, but I mean, it's not ideal, is it? It's not ideal having you know 110 million player having to play right back against his old club that you bought him from. So yeah, um, I, I might have a bit of a solution. I think in the lineups, which we'll, we'll allude to later. But yeah, it's not ideal and um, makes that red card for Reece James even more frustrating because if he was fit, it would look a lot better because you could obviously have Carl Will fix left back and then Reece James marauding forward. But obviously, that's not going to happen as he'll be in the sidelines. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll we'll leave that cliffhanger for the lineups. Um, <laughs> let's uh... Eastenders. Eastenders. 
<laughs> I'll briefly mention Chalaba, Chilwell and Chukwameka as they obviously are, are not not ready yet. And also Wesley Fofana back in light training, which mm-hmm. is really, really nice to see, but probably still a while off before he's back. One, one thing I want to say, very worried about Kane Chukwameka. I mean, I thought he was going to be back a month ago. It's been delayed and delayed and delayed, and he was right on the precipice of being back, and then he's had this big setback. There's no news. Very worrying. I mean, as Arkin Seller said, they're hearing nothing about it, and sounds like it might be a while, so I'm really concerning. I hope he hasn't really got a major setback because it'd be really nice to have him as an option in that 10 in the, in the middle because, yeah, he was looking good, and it's a real shame. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk posh presser. I thought it was really good. I think he came across really angry still, yeah. um, especially when he was talking about the Newcastle game right at the start of the presser, which is uh, is interesting. I think I think you're going to see a wound up team, I think, on, on Sunday. I mean, it was no more Mr. Nice Guy, wasn't it? I think he's had, whatever, whatever it's been, four months, you know, three, four months of Chelsea, happy faces, smart. You know, we, we got beat by West Ham and he was looked like he'd uh, been on holiday afterwards in the presser. He was very happy saying this team would do fine, don't worry. I think it was a straw that broke the camel's back a little bit of him. Uh, I think he was very frustrated, actually, with himself. A lot of anger in life, you know, it's often like, you know, you're projecting your own, like, fears and stuff onto, like, your team. I think he was very angry with himself that he wasn't on the touchline. Uh, you know that he knew he needed to, like, you know, guide his young players. And, yeah, I think he's... I've, and he also talked about in the press where he talked about the approach a lot. He actually took some blame on himself, which Tuchel used to do as well, which I like. I think... So, like, in, in a way, he took a little bit of the heat off the players, saying, you know, it wasn't just them, it was maybe the coaching staff's approach, but, I mean, he was fuming, wasn't he? Um, kind of like a few raw smiles at the end, kind of gritting through his teeth and smiling. But, yeah, I mean, he said, we are our own worst enemy. Uh, it's been a tough week. He said, he, you know, he said he was very happy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think we've ever seen Potash like that, have we? Definitely not in... Uh, his time at Chelsea. I think I have seen him before. Obviously, he loses rag a lot of times. Actually, a Spurs manager, yeah. um, and that sort of that temperamental side of him uh, comes across even when he was a player as well. Obviously, yeah. he's, he has got a bit of a hothead, I think. And yeah, we haven't seen that yet for Chelsea. But yeah, definitely this week, it's. Uh, I think it's come across in training. Obviously, they did a double session earlier this week. I know he gave the players. He still gave them that time off after obviously the international break and that long trip to Newcastle. Probably m- the medical team probably came in and said, look they need a break or whatever but I think if it was up to him he would have had them in I, yeah. I think he was absolutely livid and yeah I think he talked about in the presser as well the game was worse on tape than what yeah. he even imagined yeah. it would be which I thought was a really telling statement because quite often we obviously talk about this sometimes yeah. as well we look back at the games and we think oh it's not actually as bad as you thought it was but god to come out and say that I think yeah that that really shows how he felt I think it's good because I think there's a lot of things in current football culture about player power. And that's one of the advantages, I think, of maybe not having really any superstars in the dressing room or, you know, younger players. I think you can just rattle them and they have to take it, you know. I mean, they're all along contracts, you know, they're not going to be like, you know, trying to get a move away or trying to, uh, you know, break up the dressing room or anything like that. So I think it was good that he felt comfortable enough to, you know, to rip them basically and say, you know, it's not good enough. And it wasn't good enough for some of the performances. And, uh, yeah, it's good that he's in a place to do that. You don't you don't isolate the players too much, but I think he's built up enough credit of the players. I think that behind the scenes they really love him and there's like unity and a really good group. But maybe it was a little bit of you know things were a bit too nice, a bit too comfortable, and he's made it uncomfortable for them this week. And he's you know he's um, he's usually been using the carrot and now he's using the stick. So I think we'll see how they react. I'm I, I'm really interested to see how they react this Sunday. 
Yeah, Sunday's obviously, it, like you say, going to be interesting to see how the players come out in that first 15 minutes and perform yeah. because, yeah, I think they would have been, uh, they'll be ready to go, I feel like. And yeah, just um, to talk about Posh in general, when we first hired him to now, he's really grown on me actually a lot. Um, yeah. I, I like his demeanour on the sidelines, like how intense he is sometimes. I really like this week um, to see the anger as well because we've seen that side of him. Um, so yeah, um, he, he has grown on me overall a lot. Right, let's talk Brighton. Eighth in the Premier League. Um, with 22 points. They're top of their Europa League group. They just beat AK Athens. Um, they're off the back of three wins, uh, sorry, three draws and a win in their last game against Nottingham Forest away where they hang on, hung on with 10 men um, for a 3-2 win. Um, what have you got to say about Brighton as they, as they come in Sunday? I mean, they started the season red hot. Um, I think they got 15 points from the first 18 games, but they've really regressed. They got, well, they got slapped up by Villa. I don't know way to say it. They got slapped up by Villa 6-1 away. And they've struggled to recover domestically. Yeah, that that Nottingham Forest result last week, which was a tight game, obviously, they just hung on in the end. Uh, that was their first win in um, since September in the league, which shows really that they've, you know, they've actually a stat where they've only won once after their uh, European um, Europa League games this year. So they have been struggling. Basically, basically, you see, as soon as Europa League kicked in, they've been struggling with three games a week, a lot of injuries. And I think they've got quite a few injuries. But um, yeah, I mean... With Deserby, I think he's a bit of a slave to his system, isn't he? I don't think he sometimes tactically adapts the game. So I think, especially in the Villa game, I think they were seen as quite naive. And the, the, the good things that you get with Deserby sometimes will go against him a little bit. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're a team that they've scored 28 goals this year. Um, they've conceded, I believe they have conceded... Sorry, one sec. They've conceded, um, 20, I mean, they've conceded 20 goals at XA. So their defence is like slightly worse than us and that. And, you know, they're actually overachieving a little bit in terms of X points. They should actually have a few less points. So they're about where they should be, but they've definitely regressed from where they were last season. There's been a lot of podcasts, you know, like what happened to Brighton of last season. So um, be typical they come back and show some form this Sunday. But, yeah, they've definitely regressed this last season, I think. Yeah, I mean, just that squad in general, obviously you lose some really, really top players like Caicedo and McAllister. And then you're expected, obviously, to compete. We we know what it's like. Sometimes it can be grueling with the European schedule as well. And then you come in and play, um, especially away games. So, yeah, um, yeah. I just feel like it's a great chance to play Brighton on on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think they're in Greece, weren't they? And so they would have flew back late last night. I mean, I assume they had a quick training session today and then they've got to travel. Well, it's not a long journey. They'll travel to London, I suppose, tomorrow night. We're recording this on Friday. I suppose they'll travel tomorrow night or tomorrow to to London. It's not a long trip. It's a lot of travelling where we've had nothing. So, you you know, we should really be fresher. There's no... I mean, and you know, Deserby teams rely a lot on their energy and their pressing, so... You really think, especially in the second half, we should really be able to bring stuff like like we did against Newcastle. We again, we will have a very strong bench. There's no there's no injuries to the attackers, no new injuries. So we we really will have a much stronger bench than them. So really, that in the second half of this game, we really should be taking advantage of that. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about our team because, as Posh said in his presser uh, himself, he said it's not really about Brighton. It's about us. We we're our worst, our own worst enemy. He said. Um, you know, yeah. in terms of performance. Uh, let's talk our teams. What, what have you got as our as your predicted team? This is not what you want. This is what you think Posh will do on Sunday. What what Posh will do? Yeah. Oh, okay. What Posh will do? I think Posh will play the flat back four. I think he'll just. I think Poch, what Posh will do is quite predictable. I think he'll play Cole left back. Um, maybe I'm not sure about Barry Shield. He might. I guess he'll have to play Barry Shield because I suppose he's playing Dazzy right back. So yeah, I think it'll just be. Cole it'll be Will silver, silver centre back, no. Yeah, so I think it'll be Cole Will left back, uh, 
value shield and silver centre back. I think we did actually right back. I think you're you know you're usually with midfield three of uh, Gallagher and Zakasado. And I think it'll just be Palmer, Jackson, Sterling. I think I don't think this is a game he's going to drop Nick Jackson. Um, really? There's a lot of bro. You talk bro. You're still not fit. So and I'll tell you what. That just a bit of um kind of talking about in the next. We've got we've got three games in a week. I, I, that that Everton game next Sunday is screaming out for Broyer. We need him in that big physical game. And I think he'll start Broyer then. And I think he's going to build up Broyer's minutes through the week. I don't think he'll start Broyer tomorrow. Um, Interesting. I, 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 just, I don't agree with that. I think this is a good chance for Broyer to play. And I think Jackson potentially will play the United game. But we will see on that. Um, any chance of maybe seeing players like Mikhailo Mudrik um, start? Not sure where he fits in, really. Because uh, Palmer and Sterling are just like lock-ins, and I just think he's going to play Caicedo, Ky- Enzo, and Gallagher. I mean, there's been a lot of on. You know, the thing on we can follow us on X actually. Uh, Eat sleep, Chelsea. We're crawling towards 2,000 followers. We'll get there soon. If you could give us a follow, that'd be great. You know, if he, obviously, a lot, there's a lot of that. Well, you can play Caicedo right back, and then that frees up. You know, like um, a double pivot of Enzo and Gallagher. Um, and then yeah. you can play, you can play Palmer in a ten, and then they give another attacking spot. Yeah, sure. I mean, you got to remember that Mudrik also flourished. His, his career flourished under Zerbi, so we really have a point to prove. Actually, I think last season under Lampard he had quite a good game, even though we got beat three one. I think Mudrik actually played pretty well in the first half against Brighton and Stamford Bridge. I think everyone um, played well in that game, but yeah, maybe I was remember a long run. run. I remember a long mazy run. I, I tell you what, last year against Brighton, that that Lampard managed game was one of the worst I've ever seen us played off the park by a team at home yeah. ever. So Yeah. I mean hopefully we don't see that Sunday. But I I, I don't I think he also I think he'll just play Disassi in this game because I think he wants to probably get Disassi back in the team, I imagine. Um for better or for worse. And I mean, what do you think? What's your lineup? Yeah, I mean so what I think Posh will do will was basically what you said um, I do think there is a chance, though, that he plays Caicedo right back. And like you said, if he does that, we can go four two three one. We can play Gallagher Enzo double pivot, and then we'll be able, hopefully, to play Mudrik um, there. The only thing I disagree with is Broya. I think there's a good chance Broya starts this game. I think looking back on that tape, and I'm sure they would have analysed this game a lot. Nicholas Jackson is just no, he's not at it, you know. In that in that I game, I think he's and... very very good against the high line, Jackson. I mean, I, I mean, a lot of a lot of stri- like fast strikers are. It's not exactly um, you know badge of honour per se. Um, but I, I think, think Broyer's fast though as well. Yeah, yeah, he he no Broyer is rapid, but he's also not fit. Um, and you know, I think I think I think he just bring Broyer on in the second half personally. Um, I, can I say what I think he should do in this game? Yeah, sure, go for it. I'm, I think he should definitely play in Matt's at the left back. Um, Brighton are a hugely ridiculously pressing team, um, and to have we can if we if we have Colwell, I think I think Matson's fairly good under the press, fairly good. Um, if you have Colwell Matson on the left, I think you could build up through the left quite nicely. I'm just very worried about how we're going to get out um, if they're pressing us, and we just won't have anyone overlapping. Palmer and Sterling will surely get isolated. I just don't see how it's really going to work because we just don't have any. We won't have any width really. Um, and it would be quite easy for Brighton to box us in. So I don't think he'll do it. But And I think it's actually a bit of a maybe black mark on Potch's time. I think he definitely should have been giving Ian Matt some more minutes to left back. You know, he's given him minutes in the 10, all this rubbish. Um, I don't, it, it happened in pre-season. He had like a, one good game against, I think it was Wrexham, didn't he? So he played quite well in a 10. You know, Ian Matson should already have two, three, four hundred minutes in his legs at left back, and he doesn't. And he could play him in this game. You would trust him, but he won't because he doesn't want to chuck him in. 
But I think playing playing a proper, like you said, we haven't seen you know the champion you know player of the championship last year, um, play a left back at all, have we? So I will play him, but he probably won't because he's got no minutes in his legs, and that's the problem for me. Sure, I, I mean we'll, we'll agree to disagree on Matson. I, I haven't seen much to suggest he should be on the pitch. Well, we right haven't seen much because we haven't seen much at left back. Have well, we? Yeah, I, I don't think we've seen even you know in preseason. He hasn't seen. played a minute at left back, has he? I think he. he, played, he, I, think he played. I don't think he fancies him at left back because defensively yeah. he's uh, obviously quite poor. The way Burnley structured last year, Matson was basically playing as a left winger a lot of the time. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think defensively, definitely some question marks. And obviously, again, just talking about the balance of the team physicality, I mean, Matson's about as lightweight as they come as a left back. I don't back. think you need a lot of physicality versus Brighton, though, do you? They're not a particularly physical no, team. No, yeah, but, but I, don't think he'll, he, I don't think he'll throw him in in that game. In I, I don't think so either, but I think there's a scenario, a reality, where he should have had more minutes and he didn't, but that's, that is what it is. Let's talk about the odds then. Chelsea 1.72 at home, very, very short, yeah. considering, um, you know, we're playing a team above us in the league and obviously a team that can perform really well on their day. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, Brighton at 4.2. Good price. Brighton at 4.2. That that is a very good price. I mean, uh, I'm not Um, a betting man and we don't advocate that sort of thing on this pod, but uh, yeah, I suppose if you were, that is not a bad uh, wager, we'll say. (laughs) But um, yeah, I don't feel quite as confident as the as the bookies do, but it does make me feel good that they they feel like that. Maybe we're, we're they clearly haven't it. seen it with only one one in thirteen in the bridge. <laughs> Maybe we're going to see a good performance on on Sunday. I'm going to go with two nil Chelsea. So I think we're going to play a really solid game. I think we'll be one nil up, and I think we'll nick a second last ten minutes. Maybe Christopher and Kunku as well um, to make it two nil and take us into the Manchester United away game with three points. Uh, what what's your prediction? I think Brian will definitely score. I think they've scored in every game this season, I believe. I don't think they've ever not scored. I think both teams will score. I think, it, I think it'd be... F- I'm going to go 3-1 Chelsea. Probably be heart over head a little bit. But to be honest, if it's head over heart, I might go with Merce and go 2-2. I think it would be a game where both teams can really hurt each other. We have to we have to try and win this game. Um, obviously, I mean, obviously. But like, there'll be a real pressure to like improve the performance. And that'll maybe leave us exposed at times. And my time is fit now. So... Yeah, I think 3-1, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was 2-2 or something like that. Okay, well, that wraps us up, I think, uh, yeah. for, for the preview pod. Looking forward to the game Sunday. Um, we'll, we'll be here to break it down uh, early in the week next week because we've, of course, got a midweek game against Manchester United at Old Trafford on Wednesday. So see you for that. I hope you're carefree, wherever you may be. Thanks for listening.